0: Welcome to Curious EMU, where we talk inspiring stories, ideas and concepts to help you create a lifestyle true to yourself. Hello guys, welcome back. My name is Freddie Saliba and this is episode 34. Hope you guys have been having a good year so far. In this episode, I welcome back Maria Phillips. As we talk about meditation, we go through all the ins and outs, also different types of meditation and how you can start from doing just one minute a day and how, how much it can really improve your productivity life and help you follow your passions more. So what I'm going to be doing, I've just, I just did my first meditation myself the other day since listening and doing all this. I'm going to be aiming to do once a day, about five minutes. Just need to get into the rhythm. So check out my Instagram, Facebook, and I'll be posting regularly about that. And feel free to keep me accountable if you haven't seen anything. Because I really would love to do this and get into it for all the benefits that we're about to talk about. Do you guys meditate? Let me know. Uh, We'd love to hear from you what sort of style you do and all that sort of stuff but if we guys are ready let's get into it eh? okay welcome back guys today maria is back with me and as we promised in our last session together we're going to be talking about meditation the ins and outs pretty much everything to do with it that you can think of at least that we can think of because maria's been talking about it for a little while and also you know i've been hearing it in different parts of my life kind of telling me to get to it still haven't done it yet so after this (laughs) i'm gonna put down the bit of a how do
1: i start and
0: how can you start too if you've been interested too so yeah welcome back
1: thank you welcome thanks for having me How do I start? What a wonderful question. (laughs) Oh, dear. We'll get to that. We'll get to
0: that. How to start the actual meditation or the podcast?
1: (laughs) Oh, no. How to start the actual meditation. Actually, both. both. But how to start the actual meditation. But we'll get to that. Let's start with how to start the podcast and then we'll get to the other.
0: Well, I was thinking to start off with, you were telling me about that you looked up what is meditation on the internet and found a really good definition. So I thought maybe you could start off by sharing that and we'll go from there.
1: Okay. Yeah, I just thought it's really hard to actually define what it is because like you said, you hear all these different things about it. So this is a really concise way of looking at it. So a practice where an individual uses a technique such as mindfulness or focusing the mind on a particular object, thought or activity to train attention and awareness and achieve a mentally clear and emotionally calm and stable state. So maybe we could dissect that a little bit, but basically we're talking about, so how you talk, you talk hear that meditation is all these different things, but if you look at all those different things as one of the techniques, and so I guess meditation is a bit of an umbrella term where it, you choose one of these techniques that works for you but the idea is that you're going to become more mentally clear, emotionally stable and emotionally calm and have more focus, attention and awareness in your day-to-day life which is all amazing stuff, right? <laughs> like who doesn't want more of that?
0: Just thinking about it, this is why we wanted to do this on the podcast relevance to kind of following your passion and living the life you want to that From all I've heard about exactly the way you're describing it, you have more clarity and you're able to be a bit more level-headed in your day-to-day life, which will inevitably help you And with whatever you want to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't even know how to start because this is so huge, but basically like just to quickly summarise, like I actually have no idea how I would get through my life day-to-day and long-term without meditation. It has been the single most beneficial thing I have ever done in all aspects of my life. And like, I think I'd be a crazy person without it. Like I just, I'm emotional, you know, and I've had stresses and issues in my life. We all have, and I'm very emotional. So I have a tendency to over-emotionally react and stuff like that. And that's how I describe myself. But other people say that I'm really calm. (laughs) So how do you get someone that says to you, I'm super emotional and I get, I really overreact emotionally to everything. And I have got stresses and issues in my life that I, really, really struggle with emotionally. And how do you get someone else looking at that same person saying, you are the calmest person I've ever met? The answer is meditation. Because one thing that meditation does is it puts a space between you and your emotions. So now that I've been meditating for a while, I can sit there and feel super emotional and like I'm overreacting on the inside. However, I have space between that and my actual brain and I have space between that and actually going, no, look, I'm feeling some emotions, but that's okay. You know, that's not going to be the thing that
0: That defines defines
1: me. That's right. And I'm going to be able to deal with it in a calm way still and still be calm, but be like, I am feeling pretty emotional, but that's okay. I can still be calm. (laughs) And that's just amazing. Exactly. Like, how could I possibly follow my dreams? and? do anything I want to do if I can't get a hold of emotional things and clarity in your mind. And the other thing is like if you read books or look at what people do that are super successful, they are all meditating. And I think that's why it's gotten so much media and so much interest lately because all the really like top notch people are doing it. And it's like if you talk to you, hey, how do you become super successful? They're all saying well, I meditate, you know, and once you get a, a lot of different people saying that, then it's like, hang on, there's something there.
0: How long have you been meditating for? You said you've been doing it for a while now.
1: Well, it's kind of a hard question. So in terms of sitting down daily and having a practice that I would call what actually would be a daily practice, only a year.
0: And we'll get into your specific daily yeah, practice
1: thing. Yeah, um, oh, maybe a year and a half now, but... Before that, I've got to, I've got to sort of say this as well before that, though, like my dad is a priest, an Orthodox Christian priest. And I think that prayer and going to church and stuff is, you could say is one of the techniques of meditation. Like for me, if you step back from all the religious beliefs and everything else and just sort of observe it, you can sort of see how prayer, going to church and all those kind of things can be a technique that. You know, helps you to have attention and awareness and have, be stably calm and have more, like, you know, clarity in your life and all that kind of thing. So, I think that that can be one of the techniques. And so, I grew up doing that with my dad. And I did, you know, I super, super got into all that stuff. I guess as a child, I was because of my dad. But then when I was 12, I kind of discovered like rosary beads. And I think it's a type of meditation because you're repeating the same prayer over and over and you do get into this what really is calm state. It's called rosary, it's kind of more Catholic. But basically, they do a Hail Mary, but you can do any prayer, but you just get a prayer, like a little short prayer, and you repeat it like 50 times, the same one. And it's very similar. If you step back from it, it's very, very similar to some of these mindfulness and meditation kind of techniques where they're saying. So
0: it's that sort of, is that like reinforcing like, I'm a good person or whatever, like some sort of kind of a mantra, not, it's not necessarily of- about yourself, but whatever it could be. I
1: think so. I mean, the more like Hindu or Buddhist guys, they more use I am peace or something like that, or the world has peace or whatever. But the Christians more use, and like either Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, which is like a really short prayer, or they use like a Hail Mary, which is, it's just a prayer to Mary, like Hail Mary full of grace, the Lord is with thee," blah, 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 blah. I think if you step back from all those practices, they have a lot in common. They're all, you're just, you're doing something repetitive that focuses your brain, that puts you into this calm state. You know, and I'm trying to take the spirituality or religiousness out of it and just talk about the meditation here. But so that kind of like religiosity style meditation, I got into it when I was about twelve, and I think it really helped me, kind of in a lot of ways. It helped me be calm and um, all those kind of things. But you know, I didn't do it every day. I do it when I felt like it. You know, and even meditation, I would do, but only when I felt like it. You know, and even how often do you feel like it? So then, only about a year and a half ago. I actually was like, let's try doing this every single day. And it's been amazing.
0: So what exactly do you do in your daily practice?
1: I do a bit of sort of mindfulness breathing, which is one of the really, really common and probably the most common thing that people talk about when they use the word meditation. They're usually talking about sort of like a mindful breathing thing. So we focus on the breath coming in and out your nose. (laughs) It can be super boring, but the idea is I think one of the ideas is that it is super boring, and if you can teach yourself to do something like that, it means that you can just sit with yourself. So there's this really huge reason to do it that like originally, if someone says to you, "Just sit down and try to breathe and do nothing else," you're like, "Why would I ever like that's just the most boring thing in the world?" But, but that's the whole idea. How often do you hear somebody say, "I can just sit there with myself with no music, nothing else, nothing. Just sitting on your own, nothing, and just your own mind. And you're okay with that. And that's the idea of the mindful breathing, that things come up. So stay. you might do one minute. So this actually ties into how do I start. Is it okay if I go straight into that as well while I'm answering this other question? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just ties in. One thing you can do to start is just literally put a one-minute timer in your phone and just sit. Nothing else. No music, right? No, nothing. And you can look at something if you want. You can look at a tree or you can look at a picture if you need to. Or you can close your eyes and just breathing in. Okay, breathing out. And that's what you're trying to do. But the thing is, people say, I'm really bad at it because I keep thinking of stuff. Well, that's the whole idea. You're not bad at it. The whole idea is thoughts come. And so you're, okay, I breathe in. Oh my God, I need to go and wash my dishes. Okay, no, you have to put that aside. So you have to acknowledge that thought. Okay, I've just thought that I need to wash my dishes back to breathing, breathing out. Okay. Breathing in. Uh And then the thoughts come, you have to acknowledge them, but you're like still walking. Like imagine you're walking down the road and you've got to, you've got to keep walking down that road, but the thoughts come like to your right and left. They're trying to get you to come off the road and go do something else. But you have to say, I acknowledge you. I can see you, but I've got this task. I'm walking down this road. I'm trying. And you just do that for a minute. And it's super, super hard because you start getting awful thoughts. This is the key, right? Oh my God, I feel so guilty. I never apologized to so-and-so and and then so-and-so ended up my granddad, they ended up dying. You know, you start getting all this really crazy stuff going through your head. Oh my God. I, you know, one day when I was eight, I had a dog and I didn't leave water out and the dog got sick and I feel so bad, you know, like just stupid stuff starts coming through your head and you're like, I can't do this. I need to stop. I need to get up. I can't deal with these thoughts okay, I acknowledge you. (laughs) I'm going to take another breath. Just for one minute, you can do this because it is intense, but try and do it every single day. If you do it every single day, even twice a day, it's better. If you can one, one minute. And then the thing is, it gets easier. You start getting these thoughts and you sort of go, okay, I need to forgive myself for that. That's okay. I'm going to let that one go. Or like a problem. If if a problem keeps coming up, you're like, I might need to address that. You don't address it in your one minute, but you address it later, you know, but it's actually good for you to address it because it's something that your mind keeps throwing at you. And instead of ignoring it, you're actually going to address it. And the other thing is you've got to give yourself time, like eight months of doing this one minute. (laughs) You might really enjoy it.
0: Eight months of one minute or? Yeah,
1: well, it depends. If you're quite happy just doing that one minute and it's still hard, keep doing it. That's absolutely fine to do eight months just for one minute that's wonderful. And you start seeing great things in your life. Like you start focusing better. You start listening more. Like, cause you, when someone's talking, you can actually focus on what they're talking about because you've learned that when you get a thought pops up, say you're telling me a story, Fred, and I actually really want to think about that thing. I'm feeling guilty about with my granddad. I'm just making this up, by the way. I don't like, I just made up those scenarios. I don't have those, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those particular issues are not mine. But if I'm wanting to think about the thing with my granddad and you're actually trying to tell me a story, guess what I'm doing inside my own head? Am I listening to your story? Or am I thinking about my granddad? Do you know what I mean? Like we're not listening to each other when we talk sometimes. We're actually thinking about something in our own head. But, yep. but the more you meditate, the more I'm actually able to listen to you talking and actually listen to your story because I can say to this thing in my head, stop right now. I can't listen to the granddad right now. I've got to talk to Fred. <laughs> you know, it's that space between a thought comes up. No, I actually am doing a task right now. And so suddenly you're like, whoa, that's actually super cool and super important. And you might start going, wow, that's so exciting. I'm actually going to do two minutes. I might do five minutes. <laughs> you know? I think I do about 10. I, I mean a some people sit there and do that for an hour. That breathing thing. Ten
0: minutes.
1: Yeah, ten minutes, I is, don't hard. Even think ten minutes don't is hard. Don't start with ten. The hard, <laughs> the hard thing is, you might read something about this, and they'll say to start with ten, or they might say, "Get this." Someone really experienced might say, "Just do half an hour a day. It's really good for you." Half an hour a day. How are you going to do half an hour a day? That you can't scares, do one minute. That scares me. Absolutely scary, yeah. right? <laughs> you can't even do one minute. How are you going to do half an hour? You can't. You'll go crazy. You'll actually. This is something that needs to be said as well. If you go from 0 to half an hour, you might actually have to go to the psych hospital because you can't handle you're doing too much All too those soon. Crazy thoughts. Exactly. And, but and those th- those thoughts do need your attention eventually and that's okay. You might take 5 years to get to that really bad one. And that's okay. You can't just Shave yourself in the deep end for half an hour you're going to need to get on drugs like
0: you need, you need to be able to swim first
1: yeah and i think sometimes people do that kind of stuff like they might take a mdma or, or some kind of mushroom or whatever it is that and those things can put you into those states quickly so i actually can't because i do a lot of meditation and my brain easily goes into those states now I don't touch MDMA or mushrooms or any of that stuff because I actually am scared of what's going to do in my brain. Because my brain reacts well to that stuff, but like someone that maybe has never done any meditation, they take they take some kind of hallucinogen and they've gone straight into this state where their brain's showing them all this stuff, and they end up having to go to the psych ward because it's too much. It's all too much. Whereas meditation, if you just slowly, 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 you can get some of those highs, even and those states and those kind of like blissful experiences shouldn't be for that but you know sometimes you get sometimes you just feel joy and peace and love when you're meditating instead of taking a mushroom but you got to start slow and so some people say people have been doing it for years are like i love to do an hour in the morning well that's wonderful but they've been doing it for 15 years start with a minute
0: i think the other thing is when you say do half an hour people. i don't know for me i'd be like well what happens if I've only got ten minutes or yeah, five minutes? That's exactly I, right. I can't fit in that half an hour no from way. nothing. Like no way, especially do it twice a day. Twice a day, half an hour—that's an hour in my time. I don't.
1: Yeah, I the, don't
0: know. I don't know that, when to do that. You know.
1: Yeah, there's no way. There's no way. And that's what I always used to be like as well. But. Um, now I do a lot in the morning because I just love it so much that I've kept adding. So what's ended up happening? Is there's different techniques. But that's
0: a natural progression, exactly. progression as well, you know.
1: But I think that a year and a half ago, my husband and I, Zach and I went to Japan and we just, I don't know, we just thought, let's try it. And we just put the timer on for 10 minutes. I think we did start with 10 because we'd been doing little bits and pieces before, but it was never consistent. So we felt ready to, to do 10 minutes a day. And we just felt so amazing that we were like, we have to do this every single day. We can't skip a day. And, yeah, so now if I skip a day, I feel like crap that whole day. It's like when you haven't had your coffee in the morning. I just think I need my meditation because I just feel it calms me so much that it makes me feel ready for my day. So then I started adding things.
0: Do you do it the one time a day or do you do it twice No, like I do one.
1: I do one. So this is the other thing I guess I want to say about it. It's flexible up to you. So some people love to do a little bit in the morning, a little bit at night before bed. It calms them before bed. But I actually have no trouble falling asleep <laughs> and i'm, <laughs> I'm actually yeah and i'm the other way where i actually need a i need to wake up in the morning and it does actually help me but b if i meditate at night i just fall asleep i'll fall asleep sitting down straight up
0: yeah that was one of my questions what happens if you do tend to fall asleep with yeah, these yeah, sort of things
1: yeah. like yeah absolutely it's a huge is one one for
0: strategies me. with that oh, or yeah. is it more just reducing your time or changing that like not doing it at night or things yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah,
1: so yeah. So all of the above. So one thing, if you're just starting with one minute, you're not going to fall asleep in one minute because <laughs> what's going to happen is <laughs> you're going to, well, you might, don't lie down. So number one, do not ever lie down doing it. You have to be sitting Never. up. Don't lie down. Really? To oh, you can, but you'll fall asleep. Like there's nothing wrong. If you're actually saying to yourself, I'm going to try meditating, you're not lying down. You are sitting up rock upright. Like, you're not back leaning is against the wall. No, if I lean against the wall, I'm asleep in two minutes. <laughs> Rock upright, like, like as if you're do you do it on the
0: floor, on the bed. I do it Does on, it on the floor.
1: It doesn't matter. I do it on the floor because I'm flexible and I can sit with my legs crossed. And I've got a little space where I feel comfortable. You can do it on the bed. You can do it in a chair. Don't, I'm in the bed. If I sat down on my bed and started meditating, I'd fall asleep. So, you know, I'm the queen of falling asleep. So I could lie down. If I lay down underneath my dining table to meditate, I would fall asleep right now. <laughs> like right now. You know what I mean? It's 10 in the morning and I've just had two coffees. Making Don't me stop you're me. You're going to fall asleep <laughs> talking to me, just talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad's the same as well. Like if I was on a train, and I was standing holding on the rail, and I started meditating, I would fall asleep. I'm not even like, do you know what I mean? So, anyway, so if you're in a chair, it's not a comfortable chair, and you are sitting as if you're at an important meeting. You are up, your back is on, your core is on. Do you know what I mean? Because then you're telling your brain, there's no one falling asleep, I'm at attention. And you can do that for a minute. So, the first thing that happens, if you're only doing it for a minute, you're just going to get super irritated. You're going to get super angry, and that's okay. You're doing the right thing. People say get angry when I meditate. On my meditate. back,
0: on my vest. Yeah,
1: but also these thoughts start coming. You start feeling angry because you're like angry about stuff in your life, <laughs> yeah. and you start thinking, "God, I hate this person at work," and all the rest of it. One minute. Get I know because stupid me person. <laughs> I know it's so disgusting, <laughs> um, and you will. You'll have resistance. Your brain will say, "Why am I doing this?" And that's okay, one minute, you're, you're done. You're angry, that's okay, put it aside, you're fine, you're done. But once you start <laughs> doing 10, you might fall asleep. Don't lie down, same thing, you've got to be up, have your coffee. I've got to have had a coffee first. So some people say, get up in the morning, start meditating straight away, don't go and have a coffee. Well, excuse me, I'm asleep, okay? Like, <laughs> I can't, I'm asleep.
0: would so, 100% me. Exactly, so for me...
1: I absolutely have to have go and make my, myself a coffee and then come and meditate because that caffeine is actually going to stop me from falling asleep. Sometimes I have to have two. Like, like, get real, guys. I need. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Anyway, so sometimes sleep management for me, sleep management is a massive one. If I go into a meditation class at the yoga place, which I've done a few times, I'm asleep the whole time. Why is that? Because I just fall asleep too easy. And like, apparently, I mean, I haven't actually read too far into this. Apparently that is a phase of meditation with like a sleepiness thing. Cause there's different phases you go through and the longer you do it, like, like originally you might be super angry, right? After that anger stuff goes away, you might get super sleepy or super tired or feeling kind of just dull and bored with the whole thing. And you get like phases where you're super joyful doing it and super happy doing it. And I mean, it's all part of the journey and you're sort of getting to know yourself a little bit. But I think the sleepiness thing for me is hard because I fall asleep easy anyway. And then sort of part of a phase of meditation is there's like a sleepiness thing that happens. And so I have to, I don't know if I go again to the meditation class, I think I'm going to have to be standing up or something.
0: (laughs) What do you think of things like those meditation classes or guided meditations? Oh, yes. Yeah, so as you said there's something a bit different.
1: One of the techniques, I quite like them, but I don't end up using them very much.
0: I know some people say they don't like it because I guess it's that external voice as well, yeah. like uh, external factor. That's something else to think on rather than what you were saying, which was like not thinking Really, and letting your thoughts come in and
1: <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Otherwise, you've got this other factor.
1: And it's quite interesting. There's an app called Waking Up by Sam Harris that my husband, Zach, uses every day. And he does a 10-minute daily one. And he does talk you through it. And he gives you time to do it yourself. And then he talks you through some stuff as well. And then he, he puts in some like knowledge or interesting thoughts and things to think about as well. I think one type of meditation is like a contemplation where you actually think about different things. So like, I don't know, world peace or how am I going to get a better life or how am I going to help this person and go down this track?
0: Yeah, this was something I I was listening to a podcast at some point and they were talking about how they think meditation is actually not like for – like entrepreneurs are like meditations like the worst thing because it's about like relaxing whereas you want to be thinking and then they're saying that they see different techniques like the active meditation where you're actually like going in you can think of an actual I don't know exactly I haven't looked too much into this but they're talking about like I've got this problem that I want to deal with I'm going to go in and just let like it's not like
1: yes oh my god so I do that a pre-thought that's one of the things I've added in so I started off with I think, because I can actually start it off with Sam Harris waking up, it's a really good way to start ten minutes. and then and so just to answer your question, yeah, the guided thing is just a different way to try and try it, some people love it, some people hate it, but I think for me it's something that I just do every now and then and it's super fun. but if i if I'm not doing the thing on my own, I still can't sit on my own. You know what I mean? I need the guided meditation on. So I think it's super important to try to just do it on your own as well. But, yeah, so after after I got used to the doing something every day, I, I added in what you're talking about, this active contemplation style, and I absolutely love it because everything that comes up in my mind and maybe those things that you've been How like. does
0: that actually work though? Like do you go in with a round like, hey, I've got this, project that I can't figure out or
1: the first thing is I do some of this kind of just breathing one and it and it calms you puts you into what they call a meditative state where you kind of open and calm and you know parasympathetic nervous system as they call it just you know you're really kind of in that kind of flowy like you're not angry you're not any of those other things you're not stressed you're just you know okay yeah I'm okay and then I think to myself okay, what do I need to fix? And this, something will pop up. Like lately I've been working on my, my son, Archer goes to bed really late and he sleeps. It's okay. He's three, he goes to bed really late, but he sleeps a lot during the day. And I'm trying to work on this thing. It's called sleep hygiene, where I think if I get it right, he'll get up earlier and then go to bed earlier. And I think that would be better for him and not sleeping during the day. I don't think he needs to sleep during the day anymore. Anyway, it's super confusing as a parent. Anyone out there as a parent knows exactly what I'm talking about kids kid sleeping is super confusing. But that problem that I'm going to call Archer's sleep hygiene, um, you know, might come up in my mind. And if that comes up in my mind, usually I'm just cooking dinner or whatever. I just feel super stressed and I just don't want to think about it. <laughs> I just don't know what to do about it. Do you know what I mean? But then if it comes up and I'm in this meditative state and I've said to myself, I'm going to work on a problem with active meditation or contemplation that problem comes up but I'm already in this meditative state so I'm like open to opportunity and I'm like what am I gonna do to actually fix it and then you just sit you just sit in that stillness and then just somewhere out of the corner of your mind just a little hint or a little hunch or a little idea comes maybe if I try getting up early with him if I try getting up at 6 30 or 7 in the morning with him That might set him up for the whole day, but then at the same time, I have to try not to let him fall asleep during the day, get him to be awake. If I can get him to stay awake till 7 p.m., he might just fall asleep at 7 p.m. and have a lovely sleep at night. But at the same time, I've got to give up breastfeeding. I'm still breastfeeding a little bit. I've got to give up breastfeeding at night because he's waking up at night to breastfeed. And suddenly that seems so overwhelming because there's so many things to do, but no, it's okay. We're just going to do one step at a time. What's my first step? What's my first step?
0: So, in this sort of, this type of meditation, I mean, I so want to, this is. It's
1: amazing, isn't more it? I'm just so excited, excited about it. To do. <laughs> more excited
0: than just sitting there doing nothing. Yeah, 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 good, yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? One like minute. A do
1: the one minute of the nothing, okay? And then go on and do whatever else. Yeah. The other stuff's more exciting, 100%.
0: Yeah. Uh, but is it that you're, because in the other one, you know, really like when something comes, you want to try and, okay acknowledge and then move on yeah is this one you're trying to still acknowledge it and move on or
1: no in this one I'm like holding it I'm actually I'm not letting other thoughts come because if I'm thinking about i sleep hard, Jean, and then the thought comes like oh my god it's super hot today and I you know need to fix this and blah, blah, blah. okay no I'm not doing I'm not meditating anymore no we have to now we're now focusing on the problem that I'm trying to fix
0: one problem yeah focusing on the problem yeah
1: yeah and it's almost like I'm listening like instead of stressing and researching and reading and I'm actually just listening I'm just sitting there like okay what can I actually do what's the quite often if you've got a problem there is one thing that you can try you've got the next step like one thing that I've been trying is actually getting him up earlier. That's the first thing to try, you know, and I've been trying to do that and it seems to be helping. So now that that's helping, the next thing I'm going to try is letting him know that he doesn't need to be breastfeeding at night anymore. And he's doing that less. So then you sort of like you piece it together, but yeah, you kind of need that next step that you're going to take. And then if you sort of get into this listening mood when you're in a meditative state, but you've got this problem on your mind, but you get into a listening mood something comes, you know, and that's your intuition or a hunch that says to you, well, try this, try that.
0: But it might not be it, but it's just a...
1: It's something to try. You know, it might not be the last thing you try, but it's it's the first thing you should try.
0: And how long do you do this sort of session?
1: Maybe just five or ten minutes.
0: Do you do ten minutes and then followed by the other bit or...?
1: Yeah, so I used to actually use a timer, but now that I've gotten used to it, I can't be bothered with the timer and I just kind of let it flow into the other one. And there are some sort of theories that say, don't do that. Use a timer, but I just can't help myself. I just enjoy it too much. So I just do a bit of breathing and then I just do a bit of this. And I think it's five or 10 minutes. You shouldn't do too much. I think you get overwhelmed if you do too much. Um, I'm a big advocate for just doing a little bit. Just one little problem. If you've really got two problems, see if you can choose one for the day, do the next one another day. If you really can't, then fine, do two, but just a little bit on each. Like don't, go crazy on it. Because again, you're, you're just going to get so overwhelmed because there's this line between positively doing all this stuff and then getting super overwhelmed. So <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. yeah so I do a
1: bit of that. So we're still slowly answering what I do every day. So I do a bit of that. And then I do a bit of journal writing. So apparently writing, I don't know the science, but I'm sure there is science. something to do with writing things down really helps. Um, so then I do a little five, 10 minute thing on sort of like goal setting slash journaling slash, I don't know. It's like things that come up. I've got this like notepad, just a notepad with nothing written in it, just empty pages and a pen. And then like say things have come up in my either meditation that I feel stressed about or this contemplation time, maybe an idea has come up. Well, I need to write that idea down. So I write the date and then I might actually write, wake up earlier with Archer every morning because otherwise, it's like you have to catch it, you know, you have to catch that thought and write it down because otherwise it's gone. You just forget it.
0: <laughs> Put this in the umbrella of meditation for yourself in the style that yeah, you do. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I know it now suddenly doesn't sound like meditation anymore. It's probably not. But now it kind of slowly turns into journaling, which is still a sort of a reflection. So you can write things like, I write things like, you know, I feel really stressed about this thing. Then I might write a couple of ideas of how to fix that thing. And then I might write just a couple of thoughts I've had that I don't want to forget. They're good thoughts. Like, right, like yesterday, I wrote to myself, look up environmentally friendly cars.
0: That's not as expensive as a Tesla. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I might think of something I need to Google and I, write, I just write it down because if you write it down, you're less likely to forget it. If I write something in that journal, it's like that thing ends up happening but then the things that I forget to write down, they just don't end up happening. It's like my brain prioritizes the ones I've written down subconsciously. Yeah. yeah. So that, yeah, that's, definitely. that's good. So maybe just five minutes. I just jot a few things down. And then I sit and go, okay, what am I going to do for the day? This is another thing I've learned. While I'm in that meditative state, it's the best time to plan my day. So if I could just take even one or two minutes, but just sit there and go, okay, I'm in this super organized, kind of super calm frame of mind. This is the time to get my diary out and just just write down what I'm going to do today because I work from home and I look after Archie. So things are a bit kind of up in the air like I can do this, I could do that, you know. So I go, okay, I'm going to do these few things and then you try and prioritise those things for the day. calm down, brain. Yeah, yeah. That's the whole idea. Okay, you can summarise meditation in just that. (laughs) Calm down, brain. Calm down, brain. (laughs) Yep. And that's about it. I would like to get up and do some yoga stretches for five minutes in the morning, but I never do. I that's still on the to do pile. Uh, I forget, I just forget about that. I always think I'm gonna pile. do it. Yeah, I think so. That's pretty much it. That's what I do. And the thing is, if I get through it quickly, it might only take 20 minutes, but I end up really enjoying myself. And because I do work from home and look after Archie, I quite often just really enjoy it. I might sit there for an hour and I might just do a bit more writing in my journal or. Just a bit more of that kind of contemplation, active stuff. I just love that, and I just actually fully enjoy it. So sometimes I might sit there for forty minutes just for fun, just to sit there and be like, "Yeah, I could do this." And other things come to me, like like it helps my creativity. Like I'll get thoughts like, "I should paint more. I used to like painting, and I haven't painted for so long. I should book myself into a painting workshop." And so then, then actually do and I have I've got one coming up this happened recently I've got a painting workshop I'm going to do because this came to me and I was like that's a great idea I'm actually going to book it in and you've got to follow it up with actually doing it so you have to then actually call somewhere and actually book yourself in because otherwise you've lost it you'll forget it you'll just yeah but yeah and I guess another question is how do you do that if you've got a three-year-old in your house well I put cartoons on just putting it out there (laughs) in the morning he's super cranky in the morning I just say to him, do you want me As to just... As we
0: experienced this morning.
1: Yeah, 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 I know. Sorry, guys. I
0: love you saying sorry to these guys. I
1: oh, know, sorry. i actually saying sorry to so Fred. I... Sorry, Fred. You had to wait for me for half an hour because actually it was super cranky. That was
0: completely fine. Yeah. <laughs> the best best thing that I loved about that, guys, was so went off to, to Zach, Marie's husband, they went in the car and then Zach message said, He's better, He's fine now, and he apologised for being grumpy.
1: Oh, yeah, oh, he's my so God. gorgeous. That is just
0: like, how many three-year-olds would apologise oh, for being grumpy? I know. He's
1: divine. He's gorgeous. Anyway. We're all in love with him. He's really gotten good at words lately, so when he can sense that there's tension in the air, he does say sorry now. Oh, he's so gorgeous. Sorry, mummy. <laughs> and then I say sorry, and then we both hug, and it's gorgeous. <laughs> Or sometimes he says sorry and I say sorry, and he says, No, he doesn't want me to say sorry. He wants me to say, That's okay, my darling. (laughs) He's got like thoughts in his head of what he wants me to say. Anyway, he's gorgeous. Anyway, in the morning, he's cranky, and I say to him, Do you want me to put cartoons on? Or he'll say he wants cartoons on. And then we put that on. We put the cartoons on. He's happy. He knows I'm meditating. He comes to me if he wants me. He knows where I am. He goes, Mummy, do meditation? I go, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, Do you want to come sit with me? No, I want to watch cartoons. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Mummy's going to go do her meditation.
0: On this kind of note here, yeah. what would you say about children doing meditation? Obviously, he's very, I feel yeah. like, exposed to it and knows, obviously yeah. see so the benefits and everything. So, I feel like he'll probably get into it more. But if people are listening and they're into it, have you heard much about getting
1: kids to do it?
0: Kids into it? What age? Or, yeah. You know, um, how... how how to do it? Any thoughts I, on that? I
1: do have some thoughts. I'm not in any way an expert and haven't done much research, but no. I have a few yeah. little thoughts. One, that Sam Harris at Waking Up, which hopefully you'll put in your notes, has, I think it's his wife. She does the same thing but for kids. So you can put guided stuff on for your kids. I think Archer's is just that little bit young. He's still in three. Yeah. And for him it's more a modelling thing. He sees me doing it, he sees Zach doing it, and he knows what it is now. He's like, no, they're not sleeping. They've got their eyes closed, but they're meditating.
0: And he's giving you the space as well, as you're saying.
1: Yeah, and he does. Yeah, and he understands. I just need to sit for a bit. And he is welcome to come and sit as well, but he doesn't really. But it's little things like you can put calm music on and just say, we're just going to sit quietly for a bit. We're going to lie down on the floor together for a bit. You can do yoga with them. There's heaps of, you can start, like yoga's a good place to start because it's a bit more active and kids kind of get it a bit more and, A lot of yoga places now are offering for kids, and they'll do like a story. This is super cool. I only learned this recently. Like, you know how all the poses have little kind of animals and stuff like downward dog and cat. They'll say, okay, we're going to go to the petting farm today. We're going to see all these cool animals. Oh, look, we can see a dog. Let's do the downward dog. Oh, look, we see a cat. Let's do the cat pose. And they make it like super fun. And then at the end they're like, okay, we're going to like meditate for a minute and they get them all sitting down, yeah, you know. And so that's a good way to start. Yeah, there's guided things you can look up either on YouTube or in apps which they make it just a little bit more kid-friendly. Like they're like, okay, kids, we're going to just focus on our body for a bit, you know, just relax and take a big breath in, breath out. And then, they, you know, they kind of wrap it up. They just keep it really simple.
0: And what sort of age do they people generally I don't know. start these
1: i'm not sure like there is a yoga for kids on youtube and archie can sort of follow along but he is a little bit young yeah but i so
0: probably maybe four or five or yeah
1: something. i think i would start just showing and just talking about it a little bit as young as you possibly can yeah but i don't think they'll fully oh, as you get said, it the
0: modeling would be a big part of it as well yeah. if you're not doing it it's like hey you go Go, go and do, do it. i thing that I don't yeah. do it. And they'll be like, no, I want to yeah, do no. what you're doing.
1: I, I want to yell and scream like you do. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, it's a bit like kids who don't like sport because their ki- the parents know, don't do see- it. Their parents aren't do any activities yeah. of, you know, physical activities. It's like. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should go do it, but I'm not going to. Yeah, that's exactly right. Another good thing about that I have heard and I haven't tried it yet because he's too young, but when he's older, I will try it. If the kid's having a meltdown or if the kid's getting really super angry or super stressed about something, all right, let's go and do a bit of meditation and that'll calm everybody down and then we can talk about it and just putting on a guided one and just letting the kid learn that, oh, hang on, I can calm myself down before I resolve it. I'm going to try that for sure when he's older. And if there's just like a lot of tension in the room or if he's like, Whatever you know, if you just need a space, I'm gonna try putting that on for him. Yeah,
0: awesome. I guess the big part uh, that we haven't gone into too much, but there's a lot of other techniques that to go into. That you know, I mean, we could. Probably going to hours worth, yeah. um, but can you at least mention a couple more yeah, that sure. you had in the notes and then?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously the big one you talk about, if you just Google meditation, is going to be that breathing one. But there's like other stuff, like yeah, like I said, there's the the mantra style stuff. So you could get, and I think this is actually another easy thing to try, if you've never done it before, you can find a mantra. And yeah, like I said, if you've got any kind of religious or spiritual background, like if you were if you're a Christian or if you're, I don't know, whatever it is, Muslim, whatever it is, there's maybe prayers that'll speak to you. And it might be Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. That's a really good one for Christians or, you know, whatever it is, then you can use that and you just get some beads. You could use a necklace, but you can buy special beads. And then you hold the bead. And every time there's a bead, you say the mantra. And so there might be 10 beads, there might be 50 beads. So you just, you hold the bead, you say the the words, then you hold the next bead, you say the words, you hold the next bead, you say the words. And that's very calming, very, very calming. And if you're not religious and you want something totally non-religious, you've basically got a couple of options. You can choose a Buddhist one like Om Manipadmeham is one that the Buddhists like to use. But then again, if you want something totally non-religious, that's totally fine. You either just make one up and making one up is awesome because then you just get one that's really, 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 like personal to you um like you you could say i am peace or it is empowering because you you sort of get your own thing and it might be something you need to work on like loving yourself there's this amazing book i read called love yourself like it's going to save your life or something anyway um i'll link it to you um and this guy uses um i love myself i love myself And, like, how many people can say they love themselves? And he said it's changed his whole life because he actually started to believe it and then he started making decisions in his life as if he loved himself. (laughs) Imagine how amazing his life got. So, yes, so he used that. And I, I like, I am love. I don't know. There's just, you can make up your own one. So, that's one way to do it. Another way is walking, if you're really physical. You could go for a walk and every step you're just focusing on the step or you might focusing on your breath or you might say your little mantra but you're walking at the same time. And then like people with maybe ADD or people that don't like to sit still, you can do it walking. And chanting, sometimes when you go to like a Buddhist centre or whatever, they do a lot of chanting. Some people really like the chanting. It's like a mantra thing but out loud. I don't really do that. <laughs> but, you know. it's think they also own.
0: say because of the vocals, it's like the audio audio hits something in your yeah which
1: is another one really interesting thing about chanting and theater and, and talking out loud and singing i've read that it can really help trauma so if you've got past trauma apparently you might actually really relate to that kind of stuff um which is super cool and i think i do singing lessons and i think it does help me with that but yeah yeah so there's lots of different i mean we've only mentioned a few there's heaps of different ones there's one called meta meditation where you just focus on sending love and gratitude and loving kindness, they call it, to your friends and loved ones and yourself and the whole world. And, like, that's really sweet. You know, there's all different ones. Nice Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't think I really have any other questions. Was there anything else you wanted to jump in there? And-
1: oh, yes. Can I just tell one little story that yeah, absolutely. I love? <laughs> So
0: perfect way to end.
1: Yes, actually, this is a perfect way to end. And then so when I got pregnant with Archie, I had this amazing experience with the birth to do with meditation. And I just think I think it does belong here. So before I got pregnant with Archie and had that experience, I just did a lot of that kind of random stuff that I told you about before, like I would pray if I felt like it or they do tell you in the church to pray every day. And there was phases in my life where I was doing it. And I did feel good doing that but it didn't sink in enough for me to continue doing it actually all the time. I would go through phases where I wasn't doing it and I just didn't fully understand how important it is and how important it is to have a daily practice. I, you know, I was like, well, I'm mindful and I connect to God a lot. And is that, is that enough? Like, you know, maybe that's enough. It was definitely not enough because, but I didn't know it. But then when I got pregnant, I was working at a healing center at the time. I was doing massage and my therapy and I was working with chiropractors and then there's this woman there doing um, acupuncture and she also happened to be a midwife. She also happened to do this thing called calm birth. So it was kind of random, but I ended anyway, she was like, well, you know, if you're pregnant, you should come and do my calm birth class. And I was like, yeah, why not? I'm into all that stuff. And I had no idea what it was going to be like. And it was the best thing I've ever done. It was like, she went through, techniques that you're going to use. You're going to meditate when you're in labor. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, first of all, I was super scared of labor. Like, dude, there's going to be a pineapple being ripped out of my body. And he's either going to be ripped out of an area that you do not want a pineapple, or he's going to be cut out with scissors. Like what the hell? Like childbirth is terrifying, right? He's already in there. Got to come out, right? Can't get him out any other way. And I really, really wanted a baby. So I was like, well, I'm definitely having a baby as well. <laughs> no, it's quite funny. It is funny, but it, like when you're going through it, you're like, it's true. holy shit, I'm actually going to have to go through this. How? You know? Anyway, so this calm birth class was all about like, no, that is actually not the attitude you're going to have. You're going to actually feel love and joy. You're going to be empowered and you're going to do an amazing job. Your body just goes through some tension body knows exactly what it's doing by the way it's been doing you know for thousands of years billions of years you're just going to relax into it you're going to get into a meditative state and then your body's going to just just birth the baby and the way that you're going to make sure that happens is they give you these four tracks and it's the breathing meditation so they teach you you breathe in for four. Oh, this is another really good technique, which I totally forgot to say before. Breathe in for four. So you're breathing in one, two, three, four, really slowly. I'm just hurrying it up for you. Then you just sort of pause a bit with nothing, no, you know, and then you breathe out for six. It's a long time. And it was so unbelievable because I've never done anything like that before. I've always breathing like stress breathing, right? <laughs> We're always hyperventilating. We don't even breathe. We just hyperventilate. Uni, work, this, that, hyperventilating even though I was working at a healing center, (laughs) of course I was still hyperventilating all the time. So she really taught us how to do that. And it's really super hard at first. So you have to just slow your breathing down slowly. So just a little bit slower and then a little bit slower. And then she gave us four meditations to take home. And they were guided meditations and I never really used them before. I didn't really see them as much, but this guided meditation went for a long time. The, The shortest one was maybe 14 minutes and the longest one was a half an hour and I had to do one of them every single day. And it puts you in a meditative state. It was of this interesting guided thing where like, she's kind of talking, she's kind of rambling and kind of like not really going anywhere, but kind of telling you a story and visualization and like, and like one of them is like a practice birth one. So your baby's coming now and your body does feel tense, but it's okay. And you're full of joy and then one of them was like a visualizing kind of one. Oh, that's another type of visualization uh, meditation. It's amazing when you visualize stuff in your mind, which maybe we'll talk about another time. It's like a whole nother discussion. But, yeah, your cervix is a flower and it's opening slowly, little by little, in exactly the way that it needs to. I don't know, just stuff like that. Sorry, I know you're a guy. and You're like, what the fuck? But anyway. Yeah, okay. um, Yeah, anyway, so it was like, I don't know, it just got you so prepared and amped up to do it. And at first I didn't even do the meditations. I was like, I just don't really get this. But then I went to see her again and she was like, you have to do them every single day or you're just not going to be able to do it. And, yeah, it was um, it was amazing. Yeah, so I, I was like, okay, fine. Well, I'm super scared so I'm just going to have to do it. And uh, slowly, slowly doing them every day, every day with this thing looming, I just started feeling you know, peaceful and happy about the whole idea. And I knew I was going to be okay. And you practice it in your mind visually. And then when the day came, the birth, I mean, it was hard, but it was super great. And like, we were all happy and joyful and he came out really quickly. And I had no, no, like not many complications and, you know, it really, really worked basically. It worked so well that I was blown away. You know, this thing that you think is going to be super terrifying and they're going to cut this baby out of you and it's going to be horrible it turned into this just loving and joyous experience that, you know, yes, it was a, it was like running a marathon. That's how they talk about it, right? It's, you know, it's hard on your body, but it's wonderful, you know? I just, that's what meditation can do for somebody. Like it's just so empowering and amazing. And I told another friend about it and then she used it in her birth and her birth was like really nice as well. And I was like, there is so something in this, you know? And that kind of really... Took me down this path a bit more because it actually showed me what it can do, and it can really change the way you look at things and empower you and make you feel like you, you can actually do. Cool send stuff. me a link
0: for that one so we can put it on the, the show notes. Or
1: yes, thank you. I will. Yeah, I've written a couple sure. of things. I've got to send you.
0: <laughs> yeah, we want to wrap it up awesome. now. Yeah, we'll finish yeah, off Thank you so much. Uh, you also had something else you had to share since yes, you have started I do. a new project, up a podcast for yourself.
1: Yeah, do you want well, to tell the listeners a bit about of. that one. Well, yeah, I yeah. would love to. Thank you. Um, so, I'm originally Russian and Serbian, so I've, I know that I know the two languages, but I'm like much better at Russian. And my parents live in Russia, so we've got this connection. And Zach, my husband, has been there a couple of times. And there's some really funny stories and just, like, ethnic craziness, just, like, super weird shit that goes down when you're in Soviet Russia and non-Soviet Russia and Putin's Russia and <laughs> just – anyway. And at the same time, my husband, Zach's trying to learn Russian because we want to teach our son. And so he had this idea. To start a podcast together where we talk about crazy stories, like how Russians hate their mothers-in-law and how I smuggled a tortoise once from a, from Russia to Australia. Yep, one time that's what I did when I was eight years old. Did super you super illegally do it? Oh yeah, yeah, super. Yep, super illegally brought a tortoise in in my pocket, and it was the idea of the Russian tortoise seller that was on the side of the road in Moscow, and um. We said to her, "What?" We said to her, "We're going to Australia," and she goes, "Don't worry, just pop the tortoise in your pocket." And I was eight, like an eight-year-old girl. Yeah, okay. So I did. Yeah, just crazy stories like that. And then Zach like throws in a bit of Russian language that you can learn. So if anyone's like thinking you're going to Russia, it's a really good thing to listen to. Yeah, it's just a bit of nice. Fun.
0: And what was that called again?
1: It's called the Motherland. Nice.
0: And you can find it on any podcast or sort of yep, things like Yeah, that's right. Like yeah, anywhere you've got listening to this, I'm sure you can listen to it there. So yeah.
1: yeah. And I just want to say, Zach, my husband does stuff online, and he does actually have a Skillshare course about one minute meditation. And maybe we could link that as well because he talks about that thing yeah, I was talking definitely. about, just using one yep. minute.
0: I can link you with my account, which will give you uh, a couple of months. Yeah, free two months free access Skillshare, to Skillshare. Two months free. You've got my course there as well. Yeah, Fred has a course uh, which, there as well, which, which you
1: definitely have to check out. I kind of need
0: to yeah do that. So I had my um, how to do one bag travel. Might end up getting back to doing some more courses there. No, never know. But, yeah, if you sign up with my account, you get two months for free. You can check out Zach's, which I'll link in there as well. And yeah, and you can check out everything else on there and
1: then just make sure yeah. you cancel before the two months is up and you don't get charged unless you want to keep going. Unless you want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming
0: on again, and we'll see you soon.
1: Yeah.
0: Bye. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. As I said at the start, if you have any meditation practices that you do that we missed out on, let me know, or anything you would love to know about, anything like that, Mario is happy to answer. You can send me an email, and I'll forward that on at fredyeffard.com, E-D-D-I at CuriousEmu.com on my Facebook or Instagram at CuriousEmu. And just also don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you like it. And yeah, review if you really, really like it because it makes the world of a difference. All right, guys. Remember, stay curious and we'll see you next time.